The coronavirus pandemic, which started to spread exponentially after March 1st, has caused multiple crises across the U.S. in multiple social areas such as employment, the U.S. economy, supply access, and homelessness. With U.S. officials struggling to contain and control the rapid spread of the virus, numerous new regulations mandating social distancing and the cancellation of a variety of public events have been put in place in order to slow the virus. In a public standpoint, it has come across as very upsetting that multiple major festivals and events such as Coachella, Shreveport Music Fest, and multiple concerts from various artists are canceled. But to many of the people that contribute to the music industry, these cancellations come up as a huge loss financially, especially for touring artists. The live concert business lost billions of dollars due to the coronavirus outbreak, and for many artists, live performances are a huge portion of their income. As many artists are deprived of their major source of income, how do many survive through the outbreak that has literally put the world on halt for a questionable amount of time? Can they bounce back from this significant loss? In reality, there are countless musicians around the world who are just as talented as the celebrities we all know and love. These people just don't get the same recognition during this pandemic. I can't help but realize how underappreciated they were until, up until now. The music at public events, fundraisers, and festivals really set the tone for livelihood and togetherness, and nothing makes unity easier than music. Music has been known to convey the feelings of the soul in ways that words simply cannot which is why we should take the time and appreciate everyone that dedicates their lives to making music. They have such a big impact on our lives. Music has been so ingrained in our daily lives that it's pretty easy to forget about it without a second glance, but it's during times like these where we need it the most. For many of us, it's even become a comforting hand in these times of need. Also, in some strange, indirect way, musicians, musicians have acted as essential workers. It may be pretty obvious, but not all musicians are millionaires. If you live in an urban environment like New York, it's very likely to catch one in public spaces like the subway or even the middle of Times Square. These people are regular civilians like you and I and do everything they can to make ends meet. In fact, it's pretty difficult to be a localized musician. Most local musicians cannot survive off just one job. To get more insight, I've asked some of my band teachers, Luke Markham, and Steven Jacobs to tell me more about their experience being a professional musician. For my, the way my career has developed, it, it's, the name of the game is kind of having a bunch of different small streams of income that on their own wouldn't allow one to survive, but with all five of them combined, you know, teaching, recording, performing you put everything together and it essentially equals enough income to be able to live and have a studio and do you know some of the creative things that you want along the way um but it, yeah a lot of it is being flexible it's, it's a freelancer lifestyle it's kind of how i think most freelancers have to approach making a living in that, that was actually yeah that was one of the best pieces of advice my old guitar teacher gave me. Uh, and this is a very successful guy. Like he's a he's a professor at Manhattan School of Music, and was in uh, this guy named Ornette Coleman, who was kind of the founder of free jazz. 
he was in his band, he was doing all this things. He just looked at me one day, he's like, you know, musicians need to be able to make their living doing many different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Luke drums professionally for a living and has a job teaching my band at a program called Come Join the Band. Also, a wedding band, random gigs from request, and digital music recording. He's not the only one. There are many just like him who have to juggle multiple side jobs in order to be financially secure. All these mini jobs add up to the profession of being a musician, which is why it is important to branch out and be equipped with a lot of skill sets for the numerous occupations in the music business as a whole. A musician cannot solely rely on one job, as it can hurt them financially. Live performances are 28% of a musician's income. The coronavirus has made it impossible for many musicians to perform live, which has been a huge loss financially across the board. But the local musicians who don't have jobs other than performing are the ones who are truly in danger, for they have lost their only steady source of income. Luckily for Luke, though, 22% of a musician's income comes from teaching. With the alternative of online lessons, he is able to steadily make the 22% along with the money he earns from recording music. musicians are impacted greatly by this pandemic, but what about the people who are signed to record labels? Local musicians like Luke may not make the same amount of money as people signed to record deals, but they do have more freedom physically and mentally, which is why it is rather difficult to really assess who is hurting more here when comparing musicians who are on different levels of the playing field. This is what I am starting to realize as I delve deeper into the complexity surrounding the music industry. During my investigation, it came to my attention that I in fact do know someone who someone has a celebrity status. With that in mind, I asked Steven, who is a member of the band Dirty Sock Funtime while assisting me with the bass part-time. Dirty Sock Funtime is a band that makes children's songs and works under Nickelodeon. Here I thought it would be a great opportunity for Steven to tell me about his experience being an artist who worked under a large corporation. on the 44th floor of the Viacom building meeting with the president of Nickelodeon uh, and them saying, we're going to make you guys famous. We're going to make a Dirty Sock Funtime Man TV show. You're going to be our flagship band. And the pressure of that was so intense. And uh, and it ended up, like, some of it ended up happening and, and a lot of it did not end up happening. And at that moment in my life, I remember very clearly saying, I need to ask myself, like, what is being successful me? Does it mean being in a band with my friends playing original music? And is that the only way that I can be successful? Or am I actually really happy having this band, having my students, doing creative play, making up these musicals, doing come join the band and getting to, to teach kids, playing it as a, as a studio musician or a side person in other people's bands? And I realized, like, the combination of all those things, it's like if you get to wake up in the morning and do, do what you love, it doesn't really matter how big famous you are or not. Yeah. You you're on you know, you're really just like on tour and you're not home. But you're with your band, you know, and if you love your band, it's like you're with your family. So that part of it is amazing. 
the amount of pressure that's on you, I think, if you're even at the level that we were, and then there's like, you know, tiers yeah. above where we, where we were. Um, the amount of pressure is very high, and it's and it's kind of constant. Steven's personal experience touring mirrors the numerous experiences that many touring artists have to live with under a record label. When Steven says, you're really just on tour or at home, there is really no exaggeration between his words. Touring makes up a higher percentage of a record label artist compared to a freelance one. To top that off, the acts in this top 5% earn the majority of the money made from live performances. And by majority, I mean 70%. So yeah majority. For example, in 2017, the band U2 was the highest paid music act and made up to $54.4 million. But if you look at the breakdown of the $54.4 million, it is blaringly clear that it comes from mostly one source. 95% of those earnings, which is $52 million, came from touring. 4% of those earnings were from album sales and streaming combined. You two are not the only artists where touring was a major part of their income. In the same year, Garth Brooks earned 87% of his money from touring along with Metallica, where touring was 71%. In 2017, we would see no problem with the disparity between financial breakdown of these artists' income. After all, the mentality is that money is money and it doesn't matter how you make it. Most of us try everything in our power to get as much as we can with that one job that takes up most of our time. But while the pandemic rages on, we now realize why this is a problem. If 2017 was 2020, U2, Garth Brooks, and Metallica would be surviving with little to no money. This can almost be compared to the millions of people who have earned no money due to the shutdown of, of a multitude of venues and businesses in response to COVID. Many people may not be able to sympathize with record label artists since they can make millions of dollars, but this does not guarantee financial st st stability. Record labels act as banks that loan out money to artists for their for the equipment they need for their work. They have to be able to pay back those loans from the money they earn from their success. For many artists that had to stop during touring, they still have to find a way to pay back the loans given to them from record labels. This puts many artists at risk for debt since they currently aren't making money to pay off those loans. Also, artists receive a fraction of a penny per stream, which means that streaming can't be the only option for them. Apple Music pays artists $0.00735 title 0.0125 of a dollar, Spotify 0.00437 of a dollar. The lowest paying stream service is YouTube paying only 0.00069 of a dollar, with the highest being Napster paying 0.019 of a dollar. As many would suspect, the big companies that work behind the scenes and shadows of many artists 
are also negatively impacted financially by this worldwide lockdown. Though it does come as a bit of a shock. Music labels are controversial due to the disproportionate money distribution from the artists and labels themselves. To some, it seems like artists under these labels are continuously exploited. It is also a little understandable and understandable that some cannot imagine music labels hurting as much as the artists who work for them. After all, they do make over billions of dollars a year, especially over especially off of streaming music. The coronavirus pandemic has made the conditions for streaming perfect. On average, we stream 8 hours a day using streaming services such as Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube, and etc. When you stream music, 80% of those earnings go to the music label the artist is under. This results in the labels making $800,000 an hour when you stream. In 2019, the music label UMG made $2.4 million a day from streaming. So here's the question. If we are streaming more than usual, how is it that music labels are losing money instead of having a money boom? Well, music labels also obtain money from movies, advertisements, licensing, live tickets, and artist services. In 2019, Warner Music Group recorded their venue and 57.56% of it came from streaming, which is 537 million dollars. But 36.1% of their money is made elsewhere from activities that require public events or gatherings such as shooting a movie that uses the music they produce. If the coronavirus happened happened then, Warner Music Group would have lost 334 million dollars if they did not generate this revenue. mind that this is not just happening in the United States. In Italy's music companies, they lost 60% of their income from CD and vinyl. So what can we do to moderate this issue? So far to aid music creators everywhere, the Recording Academy's charity foundation Music Cares has created a COVID-19 relief fund in response to the many artists who have lost work during these times. As for music labels who still can survive off streaming, their only hope is for the arrival of the public reopening which can seize the delay of the albums and songs that artists held due to the virus. The good news is that corona will not be an issue that grasps our lives forever. Quarantine as we know it is a ticking time bomb waiting to stay off. Remember by not staying at home, we are causing this pandemic to last longer. You don't necessarily need to donate money to artists in need, even though that would be very helpful. But by staying home, you're doing your part to help the unemployed everywhere. As you stay in the house, I ask, please listen to as much music as possible and try to appreciate this very beautiful art. Thank you. My name is Snai Carney. And you just listen to a Beacon podcast. Good night.